Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Vince, I think we, I speak for everyone. We don't know how it happened either, man, but we got through it. Good job, man. I'm just teasing. Vince Quinn with his first update. He got it under his belt, man. You're good now. Welcome back, everybody. Rob Ellis. Let's go right to my man because I need, you know, the off day for the Eagles. It's good for the players, but it's not good for us. We need as much information as we could possibly get. And who better to turn to than 94WIP.coms. You can read his stuff there. You can also listen to the podcast, the Go Birds podcast as well at 94WIP.com. My man, Elliot Shore Parks. What's going on, Elliot? Man, football is back. Vince Quinn is doing updates, so life is beautiful. It's unbelievable. I I know. Unbelievable. It's probably bigger news in the Eagles starting training camp this week is Vince with the updates, Elliot. Without uh, question. A couple things we need need to dive into. Now, uh, certainly, you see what's happening with a team like the Giants, some of their injuries already, the the craziness yesterday with A.J. Green, and and it's scary stuff. The Eagles, fortunately, have have kind of, the first couple days have gotten by. There was one minor but i'm not sure how minor it is i'm curious what, what's what's happening here with the update is what the latest is on on Craven leblanc and and that he's, he's got the scooter out right now how severe is this thing elliot from what you're hearing and, and how long can you expect him out because let's face it he took a huge step forward last year for this team yeah i mean he in many ways kind of saved the secondary last year holding down that nickel position and took the secondary from a complete disaster to at least good enough to help them you know advance through the playoffs but Craven LeBlanc being out uh, a few weeks, which is what I believe it is going to be, it is a fairly big loss for this team when you consider now we spent all offseason talking about, okay, they have six really good cornerbacks. Well, three of them aren't even practicing right now. So the the cornerback depth has certainly taken a hit. I like the move to bring in Orlando Skandrick. Uh, I like that he's a veteran, which a lot of these guys are not. He has NFL experience. He's played in big games. But no denying that uh, three days into training camp, the cornerback position has certainly taken a hit. Yeah, and we it was a situation where you felt like there was a lot of talent there, but you weren't mm-hmm. exactly sure how it was going to be dispersed, right, and, and how guys were going to be used, et cetera. And, you know, you're right, it is complicated a little bit because Jalen Mills still isn't back from that foot injury. But I know they've, they've lined up different guys at different spots, Elliot, and we're real early in this process. We haven't even gotten to the first preseason game. But are, are you getting any kind of sense? It sounds like Sidney Jones looks like a completely different player. Are you getting any kind of sense of how this is going to look once it gets real? Yeah, Sidney Jones has looked great through the first three days. Uh, he made a play in practice uh, yesterday that I think was probably the best play he's ever made in Eagles uniform. Uh, he caught an interception down the field, kind of tracked it over his shoulder, uh, ripped it away a little bit from Alshon, um, and came down with it, held on to it down to the ground. So Sidney has had a, a really good start to training camp. But at this point, I think the only sure thing in the secondary among the cornerbacks is Avante Maddox is going to play. It's just a matter of whether he starts on the outside and moves into nickel when they go to that or is strictly the nickel. But the nickel is essentially a starting position in this defense anyway. So the only thing I think is certain is Avante is going to lead this secondary uh, in snaps. But outside of that, when Jalen gets back, I'm not so sure they hand him back that job. Sidney's played well. Rasul Douglas has looked really good. And they, of course, just signed Ronald Darby. So, uh, you know, for being a guy that the team's really stuck by through for, for three years now, 
I'm wondering if Jalen might end up being the odd man out in this equation. Yeah, I, I didn't love the, the Ronald Darby re-signing. They gave him a lot of money. So, uh, yeah, I, I would have to think he's going to get out there in some capacity. I mean, they use, there's so much nickel used now. You're going to have three guys out there. But it, that will be one of the, the fascinating positions for sure. Not, not to harp on the injury thing, but I, but I am curious as well. Mac Hollins is back. And yeah. I, I don't think any of us really foresaw that being an entire season thing for him last year. What's your sense of, of his role? Will he make the team? And what exactly was the injury, Ali? Because I was kind of clouded in secrecy a little bit. Yeah, I mean, look, it was an, an abdomen-type injury that ended up taking way longer than expected. Uh, I remember prior to week one, last year going up to the, the Falcons game, getting the alert that uh, Matt Collins was being put on IR, and everyone was just kind of blown away by it. So him missing all 16 games plus the playoff was very surprising. The good news is he's out there now. He's doing team drills. I think I have him down for three catches through the first three practices. So he's been pretty active. Um, I would say in terms of his roster spot, the one thing he has going for him is he's an excellent special team player. And when you talk about the bottom end of the depth chart at wide receiver, you have to be able to play special teams. Um, I think he's probably behind J.J. Arcega-Whiteside in the depth chart of the power rankings with this team. But I do think his roster spot, as long as he can stay healthy, uh, is pretty secure. Elliot Shore Parks joining us. So, Elliot, let, let's go to Carson Wentz because he's come in a little bit leaner, a little bit more, I guess, toned, if you will. Not that he was ever out of shape, but certainly yeah. it's got to help that he's had an off season where he could do more than just rehab that knee. You would assume. I, I we don't, you know, try to get too crazy with this. A little bit of an up and down day yesterday for him, but but generally, how has he looked? Because I think it's important to note that he has had an off season to work with these guys. I know we took him down to Houston for a little while. How's he looked? Well, the important thing with Carson is we're actually talking about him as a football player and not talking about his injuries at this point. And that really, it's a huge step for him. I mean, prior to the 2017 season in training camp, I tracked him for 330 passes. Last year, with him basically being non-existent in training camp, he only threw it 100 times prior to the season. So he's been a lot more active. He's getting all the first-team reps. And that's going to be huge for him because I think that sometimes we forget Carson is not a finished product. He's entering his fourth year. He's missed considerable time. He still has a lot of things he needs to work on. So, you know, you see him miss some deep balls to Deshaun and Alshon. Uh, he had an interception yesterday in seven on seven. And that's not to say he's struggling, but I do think having this training camp is going to allow him to get back to focusing on what he needs to improve on as a player and not, you know, talk about the ACL or the back and really just focus on football. And I think it's going to be huge for him leading into the season. How big a piece is it that, and, you know, it was kind of a perfect storm of Carson maybe coming back a little bit too early, then the back, just a lot going on. But also yeah. the thing we don't factor too much is Mike Groh in his first year in that role, moving up from receivers coach, and then Press Taylor as well, first year as the quarterback's coach. How different do you think things will look this year in terms of, comfort zone and maybe you can incorporate you know learning from from things that were maybe struggles for everybody last year yeah look when you talk about last year's offense I think it's impossible to really grade Mike Grow without mentioning that he didn't really have a training camp I mean Carson wasn't there Alshon wasn't there they were missing a number of key players and not only does that make that hard simply to you know get reps in together as an offense but then it makes it even harder to take what the defense had saw from you the year before change it switch it up and get ready for 2018 so I think the fact that they are so healthy. I mean, of the 11 top kind of skill position players on the Eagles offense, Carson Wentz has only had a full training camp with two of them. So these are all mm. kind of brand new guys to him. And I do think that for Mike Rowe and Doug Peterson to get a full training camp together, I think you'll really see what they're capable of. They'll be able to coach up the offense better. They'll be able to add new wrinkles into it. And I think that it's going to be huge for them.
Stay with the offense for a minute, Ali. And, and, and Brandon Brooks, I think, to my, many of our surprises, was, was out there that first day. I know he wasn't doing anything, and he's limited to an extent, but the fact that the guy's even out there doing anything yeah. was a surprise. Do you get any kind of vibe of whether or not he could be ready week one? Uh, you know, I still think week one might be a bit of a stretch. I mean, it certainly seems a lot more realistic than it used to. I kind of expected Brandon Brooks would start training camp on the pup, considering he's less than seven months away from that injury. But what Brandon said this week was, you know, everyone assumed he'd be out. He always thought he would be right here. This is what the doctor told him, um, his specific type of Achilles tear. I know that in, in all of sports, we like to hear an injury and say, okay, well, that's a, a year-long injury. But each body's different. Each injury is different. So Brandon's not surprised that he's here and that he's already taking, uh, you know, individual drills and, and getting closer to team reps. I still think week one is a, is a bit of a stretch, but I think you'll definitely see him out there by week three or, or around there. All right. So they took some gambles on older players in the offseason. They brought back. Mm-hmm. It's rare in the NFL you see anybody over 35 unless your name's Tom Brady or Phillip Rivers, you know, really contributing. But you're looking at that for Peters and Sproles, and I know Brandon Graham's a little bit younger than that, certainly, but throw him in there as well. Were you happy with bringing back all of those guys? You know, it's a, it's an interesting question because, on one hand, you want to build, you want to have younger guys. You look at the Dallas Cowboys in the Eagles' own division, they're winning all these games with young players last year. They won the division with guys they drafted, guys that are you know, 27, 28, and younger. That's not really how the Eagles operate. The Eagles, they bring in new guys every year. They push salary cap money back every year. The Eagles don't really try to build. So when you talk about uh, you know, bringing in guys that are 35-plus, you almost don't have a choice when you, have, when you have so many holes on the roster that need to be filled and can't be filled right away with rookies. So I do think Brandon Graham is, gonna have, is going to have a good year. He'll be a full year removed from the ankle surgery he had last offseason. Uh, Darren Sproles, I think, in the right role can really help this offense. But there's no denying it's concerning that when you look at the overall roster, a lot of their really good players are old. They don't have a lot of elite young talent at this point. Even Carson kind of has an old man's body at this point with all the injuries he's been through. So going forward for three, four years, that's a concern. But I still think when you look at this year, they, their roster is extremely talented, even if some of the players are older. All right, Elliot. I, I, the position, and, and certainly it, it goes without saying Carson Wentz staying healthy. I almost take that out of it because it's so obvious. But the position I worry about the most is defensive end. And the question is, and, and you know, relating to Brandon Graham as well, you're looking at Brandon Graham, Derek Barnett, now healthy from that shoulder uh, surgery that he had, Josh Sweat and Vinnie Curry, and you lost 15 and a half sacks in, in Chris Long and Michael Bennett. Is there enough there going into the season from, from your standpoint? Are you confident that those guys can get to the quarterback? Because we know Jim Schwartz does not like to send extra guys all that much. I'm not confident. I mean, the, the one thing that they have going for him is the addition of Malik Jackson. He's an elite pass rusher from the defensive tackle position, and they didn't have that last year next to Fletcher Cox. So I do think you could see the defensive ends I don't want to say luck into some sacks, but the middle of that pocket for the quarterback could close pretty quickly, forcing him out to the edge. But, look, forget about Michael Bennett, who's a huge loss. Vinny Curry, Derek Barnett, and Josh Sweat didn't even have as many sacks combined last year as Chris Long did. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about a considerable drop in production and proven, you know, proven talent at that position. And I, I know the quarterbacks always get the headline is what we really focus on with this team. But they've won because of their defensive line. I mean, that Super Bowl run, the defense was amazing. Last year, the defense was great in Chicago and really held the Saints' uh, offensive check for quite a while. So it's absolutely crucial this defensive line keeps up the play that we've seen from them. And I know everyone's excited about Derek Barnett, 
but he's not a proven commodity. Josh Sweat's never really played in the NFL, and Vinny Curry's coming off the worst season of his career. I think if you see the Eagles make a move, of substance, it will be a defensive end because they know they have to rush the passer to win. You know, it's hard to read too much into things, and you get crazy. You'll drive yourself nuts trying to read into tweets, and Chris Long tweets quite a bit. But he does. You, you get a sense sometimes that he wouldn't be completely opposed to coming back. Do you sense that could be an option if things, let's say guys either aren't being as productive as they need to be or there's injuries or whatever? Yeah, I mean, look, Brandon Graham uh, just said this past Friday he was on with the Cameron Ritchie. He said he still talks to Chris Long all the time, that he, he FaceTimes him into the locker room because Chris Long, you know, misses being around the guys. And Brandon said he thinks that there, if there was a, an opportunity, Chris Long would take it. Where I scratch my head is, how can there not be an opportunity? If you're the Eagles, what are you doing if this guy wants to come back? He's been arguably your most consistent pass rusher over the last two years with, with, with how much turnover they've had. I think it'd be a no-brainer to bring him in. If he's willing to do it, I would do it in a heartbeat if, if I were the Eagles. And I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if in two weeks they don't like what they see out of Josh Sweat or something if they do try to, uh, you know, increase the role that they had initially promised Chris Long. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me either. Elliot Shore Parks joining us. So, Elliot, you're down there. We won't have the first open practice until a week from today, but you're mm-hmm. down there every single day. So, so give us, you know, some impressions, some guys who have maybe popped for you, either surprises or, you know, people that we would think. Who, who's kind of jumped out in a positive way? And then, you know, we'll get the, uh, the other end of that in a second. Well, we already talked about Sidney Jones. Mm-hmm. He, he would certainly be near the top of that list. The other guy that I think has, has impressed me is, is Miles Sanders. And I was skeptical of that pick coming into training camp, especially after he missed all the offseason workouts. Um, I think his uh, resume at Penn State sometimes gets a little overblown. He did struggle holding on to the ball, but fumbling, and he had a pretty high drop rate, considering even though he had a small amount of targets. So uh, to be an impact player in this offense, I didn't think he had all those qualities. But when you see him out there on the field compared to the other running backs, you can see why the Eagles are very optimistic about this guy. Um, he just looks different. His talent level seems to be on a different level than the other running backs. And uh, he made a really great play earlier in the week where it was a full team drill. He went to run it to the right, saw nothing was there, cut on his own to the left into a hole, and took it about 20 yards. So Miles Sanders is the guy that's probably changed my opinion uh, more than anybody else that's so far in training camp. Okay, good, good news. Anybody struggling of late that's maybe surprised you a little bit out of the shoot? I would have to say Nate Sudfeld. Um, I, I'm very high on Nate. I think he has all the tools you would want for a quarterback to develop, but he's just struggled so far. I mean, he's not a great practice player, really, ever since he's gotten here. He's shined in preseason games, but so far in camp, uh, you know, he had an ugly interception a few days ago. He's just accuracy hasn't been great. I have not been uh, very impressed with him, and that's a concern, obviously, because now that Nick Foles is no longer here, if Carson does go down and he has a history of doing that, uh, you know, going to Nate would really control the whole season, and he's not off to the best start of training. Yet. All right, I, I say the most important question for last here, and, and we know what your theory is on, on, you know, you always have the style of shades, but you don't always rock them because you can get the tan exactly. lines on there. The hair, obviously, is on point. But of your colleagues down there, your counterparts, your counterparts are down here, you're your guy, so you're down there elbow to elbow, shoulder to shoulder with every day. Best dressed reporter slash media member besides you. Well, I appreciate you asking. I mean, as as everyone follows me and knows, I can't wear hats because my hair is just so fly, which means I have to go to the sunglasses. Exactly. It is a struggle every day. Well, so here's the thing. With Teron Davenport gone, the, the, the beat did take a hit. I would probably have to go with my man, Zach Berman, though. He, he looks good every day. He always has on a nice button-up. 
But uh, overall, I think the difference between me and everyone else, is, it's, it's a huge gap, but I would say Zach. Yeah, that's why I discount you, and I, I wasn't down there this past week, so I can't put myself in there. That's the obvious, too. I, I would agree. Right. Zach you, is yeah. Zach, Zach's strong. Zach's like a, a Vineyard Vines guy. That's, he kind of gives you that. <laughs> That vibe. That keeps it professional all the time. Yes. I'm just happy you're not down there just because otherwise it would be competition. Yeah, but, you, no, that, uh, that's number two. I hear you. All right, Elliot, great stuff, man. Again, uh, we can catch you, 94WIP.com, Eagles reporter. Of course, the Go Birds podcast, Go Birds on Saturdays as well at 1 o'clock. Elliot, we'll be hearing from you all week, man. We appreciate it. Thanks, man. Yep, look forward to it. Talk uh, to you soon. You got it. Let's get a quick timeout. Let's see how update number two goes. For Vince Quinn, then we come back with your phone calls. You just heard Elliot lay things out. We'll get more into the Eagles when we get back as well. I'm Rob Ellis. WIP Sports Time is 643. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.